Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Deep Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Now, last night was WrestleMania 38. Might I say, I was highly impressed with what I saw last night. You know, when you have the main event, especially at Jerry's World, you got to put on a hell of a show. Because Jerry World is one of the best stadiums in the world. I mean, Jerry Jerry Jones spent all that money on that new stadium, so he damn sure had to put on the show, or else he was going to be disappointed. Now, I will say, let me talk about the bad first. I feel like they had a lot of filler matches that was very unnecessary. I don't think New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland was worth it. It's like if you're trying to build... Pete Dunn, I'm not going to call him Butch. You're trying to build Pete Dunn. I understand, you know, he's has, he's kind of like Sheamus in the way. Attitude, aggressive. But let Sheamus build him up, you know. And number 10, WWE tries too hard. I think the biggest difference between AEW and WWE is AEW just keeps it simple. They stick with wrestling. They're going to try to go over the top, try to get acclimated with everybody. They just stick to wrestling. Because the majority of wrestling fans love wrestling. I mean, if a Hollywood celebrity happens to watch the show, let them watch the show. They don't necessarily have to do a bit with the wrestler. And they promoted this the biggest match of all time. It really wasn't the biggest match of all time, in my opinion. But I will get into that. Now, let's get into night one. I love seeing Stone Cold. I think it was like a huge ovation. And I would give credit to Kevin Owens. The fact that Vince McMahon, out of everybody on that roster, said, Kevin Owens, you are the guy on this roster who can convince Stone Cold to wrestle a match in 19 years despite his physical limitations and it worked Austin of course did the stunner did a suplex he also took a lot of hard hits but he managed and I enjoyed it even though he had like he had no business in the ring I enjoyed it I felt so happy for myself because I felt the nostalgia all the fans all Austin's family members and that was a huge notch for Kevin Owens that probably was the best nod he ever got from Vince McMahon. Now, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. That was a great back and forth match. I mean, Belair used all her athleticism to put away Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was trying to use her own moves against her. And I will say, that was when Becky Lynch did that backflip, that was a nasty shot that Bianca took to her eye. And you saw during the match, her eye was all fluffy. But I'm glad Belair won the match. Because she's literally 
the best wrestler on the WWE roster. She is the now, not just the future, she's the now of the WWE. So she should have a long title run. Now Becky Lynch, she can, you know, take some time off you or her baby. Work on some movies, but I think she needs to be off television for a full moment. Let Bianca Belair have her moment. Now Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I think they was trying to force Charlotte to be more of a technician like her making more submission have a few big few big physical spots here and there and it worked for Ford it did and Ronda Rousey Ronda Rousey has worked on her wrestling she was way better last night than she ever was when she was champion before she left to start a family and I have no problem with Charlotte Flair winning I mean, say what you want. Charlotte Flair got all of those title runs because Ric Flair is her dad. But at the end of the day, I don't care what you say. She's the most athlete. I don't think she's a better athlete than Bianca Belair. But damn, she still can put on a good show. For herself and she can make a star. That's some big shoes to fill. You know, so I will give her credit. And what else am I missing? It was just so much going on, so much nostalgia. I was so much happy. Now let's talk about Edge and AJ Styles. Now I felt like they literally looked like two old people in the beginning. I mean, AJ Styles looked like he was literally hurt. Edge literally looked like he was exhausted for like the first time ever since he came back. It literally looked like it was going to be a bad night for the fans, myself, and the whole WWE. But you know, they was feeling out each other. But I had to watch the match again. But it looked like they was feeling out each other. You know, trying to hit each other's moves. Then they had a couple of big spots. So it was more of a technical match. They was trying to do the best they can based on the circumstances. They literally looked like they was unprepared and just old. And having Damian Priest distract AJ Styles to help Edge get that epic spear in midair, I don't mind that. And Edge forming a new brew with his new attitude and doing something big for Damian Priest's new character after he lost to uh, Finn Balor. I don't mind that at all. Oh yeah, and AJ Styles, as you see, he had a cut on his face. That's from a pyro incident that was uh, reported. But man, he still does the best 450 splash. No offense to Bianca Belair, but AJ Styles still has the best 450 splash I ever seen. And he still can high fly with the best of them. Now, I don't care much for Happy Corbin. But that was the best match I've ever seen him wrestle against Drew McIntyre. He owes Drew McIntyre a lot. He showed me a lot. More than I ever expected. Now, I think after that match, Drew McIntyre should be have a title shot now. I think he's earned alright have a title shot on SmackDown. Now, that tag that fatal four-way tag team match. With Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Zelina, and Carmella. 
Natalia and Shayna Baszler. I felt like that match was forced a few times. I mean, I think Liv Morgan, she's still a little raw. I think Selena needs to work on her moves. I think Carmella, she, she tries her best. I will give her that. Shayna Baszler, I feel so bad for her. And Natalia, poor her. She's been with that company for well, at least over a decade. And it seems like they're just letting her fade into the sunset, giving her these matches she really don't need. And I don't mind Sasha Banks and Naomi winning. Because it's more of putting Naomi over than Sasha Banks. And I think Sasha Banks has really been a, a raw deal. She should be in a championship match. She should be a champion, actually. Her and Bianca Belair should have wrestled a long time ago in that rematch. Should have had a rematch a long time ago. So I literally felt bad for Sasha Banks. But you know, she had put on a smile like, Naomi's my friend. I'm not going to show her up. But I guarantee you, they're going to have a title run for maybe a few months. And Sasha Banks is going to turn him. Book it. And another person I felt bad for is Rhea Ripley. Now, Rhea Ripley has been one of the best underutilized wrestlers since she made the main roster. It just seemed like after she had that match against Asuka, had the title, it just threw her any way possible. I mean, do you understand that Bianca and Rhea Ripley should be is the next epic rivalry? That is the next Trish Stratus and Lita. I mean, WWE needs to use it like right now. I mean, right now. You saw NXT last year. You saw the Royal Rumble. When her and Bianca Belair was the last two. You saw the Elimination Chamber. How they fought against each other. WWE needs to pounce on this right now. Now... Poor Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn doesn't deserve this. But you got him against Johnny Knoxville. Now this match was like a Looney Tunes match. But out of pure entertainment. It was amazing. Johnny Knoxville really proved. He's a real jackass. And the fact that we Man. Actually picked up Sami Zayn. I mean he had to hold on for even just like maybe a minute. Was amazing, but I think that poor Finn Balor. There's no reason in the world that Finn Balor should have not been on that roster. He basically was thrown away for Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee. Now I will say this: I don't know what Vince McMahon sees in Austin Theory. I really don't know. I mean, he has a great character. He's kind of athletic. I really don't know what Vince sees in this guy. But he sees him more than I do. So I lead up to Vince. Vince is no idiot. I may question him a few times on his decision making, but he ain't become a billionaire for a reason. The man's no idiot. He knows what he's doing. And Pat McAfee is pretty damn impressive. I know they say punters aren't really athletic because they just kick the ball, but he, he was. He was putting some wood on people. 
He's in the NFL. I remember this when the kick back off. Boom! He laid out the uh, punt return, the kick return. I mean, he was high flying doing the swan time. I mean, Pat McAfee literally should have been a wrestler. He is that good. Now, Vince McMahon wrestling him. Vince McMahon still in shape, but he literally looked like a legit old man. He should be in the office. I mean, he took he took the worst stunner ever. But you know what? He's old. I expect him not have the legs under. There's a reason why he walks the way he walks. And the biggest match of all time. It wasn't the biggest match of all time. I mean, I'm just getting sick and tired of seeing Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I really am. Basically, when those two, I mean, their match at WrestleMania 31, 2015, that was a classic match. After that match, they should have been done. I mean, Brock Lesnar still was part-time. Roman Reigns actually was going to be the future of the business. But that should have been the end of it. And literally, when those two get in the ring, it's just power moves. They don't legit wrestle. Just one power move after the other. And I have no problem with Roman Reigns winning. Because he he's the future. Well, he's the now of the company. But I think it's time for him to lose at least one of those titles. Now, let me get to Bobby Lashley and almost. I got it. Almost is a gigantic human being. He has a lot of great qualities, like great colleague. Doesn't have a lot of skills, but is managed to use because of his physical strength. I think going against Bobby Lashley did him favors, but exposed him a little bit that he still needs a lot of work. And I think Bobby Lashley should be the next up for a championship. But man. Bobby Lashley did look impressive. I actually thought he was going to get... I actually thought something bad was going to happen when his head hit the ring post. You see in slow motion, Ramos threw him. And bam! His big ball head of his just hit the back of that. I was like, oh shit, he is hurt. But he survived. Now, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. To me... That was the match of the entire pay-per-view. I mean, every time Seth Rollins gets in the ring, it's going to be a classic match. But it was nice to see Cody Rhodes as the American Nightmare. I mean, he brought it to Seth Rollins. They brought it to each other. And it was nice for him to pick up a huge win. And I think this time, WWE will use him well. I mean, hopefully they put him in the creative side. You know, you gotta give the guy credit. Didn't like his character. So, he went to TNA, Ring of Honor, Japan, then helped create AEW. Now, he left AEW because him and Tony Khan had different ideas, literally a power struggle. So, Cody said, You know what? Let me go back to WWE. I have some unfinished business. Now, you see what Tony Khan is doing. He still got Kenny Omega, still got the Young Bucks. In creative positions, he just acquired Ring of Honor. So yeah, Cody Rhodes is going to be looking at the back end. But I, that that was the best match of the night. 
Now let me get into this. That tag team match. Ladies and gentlemen. Randy Orton still has it. I mean, I know everybody don't care about his physical matches, what he could still do as a technician, but they just want to see the RKO, but he still got it. I say if Randy Orton held a championship, he has maybe a good three, four, five years to have a nice wrong run. But boy, did he do Matt Riddle a huge favor. Matt Riddle, when he did that, when he jumped on the top rope and gave Montez Ford that RKO, that was, I felt, I jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh, shit. And even though Randy Orton got his RKO on Chad Gable, it wasn't better than Matt Riddle's. That was a good match. So, and also, I think the Street Profits should break up. Because Montez Ford is a future WWE champion, in my opinion. He's tall. He's athletic. So he, he has a future potential to be a future WWE champion. His tag team partner, excuse me for forgetting his name, he's a physical specimen. He's probably better technically than Montez Ford. He has a future to be a world champion. Now let me get to that tag team match, the first match of the night with Shinsuke vs. The Usos. Number one, The Usos are one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And I think they're better staying together than they are put apart. Because they're just so close. I can't see them turning on each other like Matt and Jeff did. I don't see them having a nice title run like Edge and Christian when they split up. Matt and Jeff. I don't see it. They're, they they should stay as a tag team. And poor Shinsuke. I think he's going to leave WWE soon. He hasn't been utilized well since NXT. And Rick Boggs, I mean, what the hell? I pray for him, but the fact that he picked up both of the Usos then. His fucking knee just gave out on him. That is just sad. I feel so bad for that dude. I wasn't sold on him as a character or his talent, but man, I feel bad for that dude. So, despite my praise, despite my criticism, I'm going to give WrestleMania 38 a 9.5. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As much as I dub AEW Revolution, they focus strictly on wrestling. WWE did a damn good job. I gave it, I would have gave it a full 10, but Finn Balor did not have a match. It still bothers me. A guy that talented got put away from Johnny Knoxville and Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. That bothered me. But everything else was great. I mean, seeing Stone Cold wrestle, I'm I'm gonna keep repeating that because of the nostalgia. I mean, it brought back everything. You know, I wish The Rock would have showed up at the end. 
You know, if he showed up at the end to challenge Roman Reigns next year, I probably would have gave it a 10 also. I probably would have gave it a 10 myself. I think something like that would have superseded how I feel about Finn Balor. But AEW, they, they better have something uh, something planned for uh, double or nothing. And let me talk about the Hall of Fame for a minute. I think the Hall of Fame was pretty good, you know. Seeing seeing Booker T induct his wife, seeing Shad Gaspar, I mean, rest in peace to him. The guy passed away trying to save his son, he drowned. I mean, that's a real warrior. I mean, seeing the Steiner brothers, the under, very underrated tag team. When you think of the Steiners, we think of Scott Steiner, big bad booty daddy. Pause. I usually don't say a man in that position, but that was his character. Ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me. And The Undertaker. To me, it's so weird seeing him talk like that. Because I'm used to him saying, rest in peace. Like, like, he was like a man of few words. But it was nice to see him human, showing his emotions. Talk about everything that's happened backstage. The sacrifices he made for his family. That was real good. So I enjoyed the Hall of Fame. Now I will say, next year, I think Ben. Uh, mm, 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 I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I think Jericho should be in the Hall of Fame next year. I think Triple H should be in the Hall of Fame next year. I think Mickey James should be in the Hall of Fame next year. I think. Christian the Edge should be in the Hall of Fame next year. Mm, and that's what I think the Hall of Fame class should be. So, and the one thing I forgot, my apologies. Triple H opened the second night. Man, to me, Triple H, I've said it before, he's the greatest heel of all time. And despite how you feel about him being the, uh, the golden shovel, he still had to carry that company and help build stars. And the two mainstays of the Attitude Era. One retired because of injuries, the other one went to Hollywood. So, he had a hell of a thing to do. And plus, he was Vince's son or what. So, that's more added pressure. The fact that he took on a creative role, created NXT along with the help of Dusty Rose, I'm not going to forget about him. And had that much success to all of a sudden have a tragic health scare. And now, it looked like he just focused on his health, what he should be. Really, do look like he can't save NXT. But I give that man a whole lot of credit, so much respect, and a lot of love for that man. So Triple H, I can't wait to see you in the Hall of Fame. I can't wait to hear your speech. Many health and blessings to you and your family. That's the end of the run of my WrestleMania. If you like if you like what I said or disagree with what I said, hit me up on my Twitter, hit me up on Snapchat. I love you guys. I'm out and never let society dictate how you should think or feel. Peace.